Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. And by Shorten Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas. And by Wyndham Garden Lafayette. From Café Vermilionville in Lafayette, we're out to lunch with creative business consultant Aileen Bennett. It's business Acadiana style. Hi, I'm Aileen Bennett. Welcome to Out to Lunch. If you live in Lafayette or you spend any time at all in Lafayette, you've almost certainly been to the Saturday morning farmer's market. There are a few staples there, people and products you know that are going to be there every week. Among them is Abby Perkins. I can almost guarantee you're thinking, Abby Perkins? I don't know who that is. Well, how about if I said the popcorn girl? The popcorn girl at the Lafayette Farmer's Market is the owner of Cajun Cane Kettle Corn, Abby Perkins. Abby sells 50 pounds of popcorn every week. Along with it, she goes through 50 pounds of lemons, making freshly squeezed lemonade. Abby, welcome to Out to Lunch. Thank you for having me. Because this is Acadiana, nobody is surprised to find that people also have another string to their bow. When she's not the popcorn girl, Abby is an integral part of the team that's building Waiter. Waiter is currently the most visible success story in Acadiana technology, but there are a number of other companies that form the backbone of the robust tech world that Waiter has grown out of. One of those companies is Accolades IT. If you have a business today, even if you're not in e-commerce directly, your online presence is more than just a window dressing. It's the way that almost every person who's in any way connected to your business interacts with you. It's widely reported that well over 80% of real-world business interactions began with a web search, and the number's probably higher than that. The way customers or potential customers interact with you on their phone and tablet demands a radically different approach to your web presence than it did even in 2007 when Accolades IT was launched. The self-described head honcho over Accolades IT is Scott Huber. Scott, welcome to lunch. Hi, thank you for having me. Abby. Working at Waiter is a full-time job. You're a single mum with young kids, that's a full-time job. Getting up early on a Saturday morning, rain or shine, to go and make popcorn and lemonade at the farmer's market sounds like it might be fun Mm -hmm. for a few weeks. (laughs) But you've been doing it for years. I'm sure the extra money's handy, but there must be more than just that to keep you going week after week. What is it you like about being part of the farmer's market? I think it's, it's one of the things that I feel like, not being from Lafayette, it ties me to the community. Um, and kind of I can you know I have a regular set of uh, customers who come to the market I've had for seven years and they come consistently and they're upset if I'm not there and it's uh, you know it's a good feeling to be missed and have a good product that people appreciate Um, I'm an extremely social person I grew up homeschooled on a farm and (laughs) of course from like first grade through ninth grade so the only people that I really interacted with were my siblings and my horses so um, being able to interact with other people from all different fields and different backgrounds and hearing stories and seeing smiley faces is uh, I guess it's like a a bit of a drug for me (laughs) I think that's why I do it what's everyone's reaction the first time they taste your popcorn because they're expecting it to be like normal popcorn you know, my favorite thing is for somebody to walk up to the table and me to offer them a sample and they, oh, no, I don't like popcorn. And I was like, okay, I know, but you have to try mine because I will change most people's minds. Some people just, 
are just, it's a texture thing, but 90% of the people will change their mind about popcorn, but it's a its a light that goes off in their eyes. And describe your popcorn, because we can't taste it on air, so describe. <laughs> well, it's, it's, a, it's a rich popcorn that has a buttery flavor, even though it doesn't uh, have any butter in it at all. Um, it gets its richness because every single batch that I make, I prepare the caramel for that batch. So the first ingredient that goes into it is like making that roux. I sit there and I stir it and I stir it and I stir it until it's just right. And then I'll add the popcorn in. So it's it's about technique. It's about good ingredients, taking the time to do it, um, burning an unbelievable amount of popcorn. And I think we all know how bad burnt popcorn smells. <laughs> Scott, we'll talk about what you do and how you got started, but before we talk about the past and the present, let's talk about the future. I know that you can't look into the future and tell us definitely what's going to happen, but there's so much talk about AI, artificial intelligence, and how it's going to impact everything we do, from phone calls to driverless cars, and we spend so much of our lives online. What do you think will happen to like my life? How will AI change that? Will I notice it, or will it be... I think from, yes, in some way, AI will affect just about everybody's life. Um, Am I going to go to the farmer's market one morning and it be robots making popcorn? Could be. (laughs) Could be. Could be. But um, I think it more impacts the, like in the medical world, that you, you, you know, there's those things now where you go to the beach and you get in it and you put up your arms and they uh, sunscreen your whole body. Well, it's probably like that with the medical field. You know, you get in front of something and it analyzes your body and then it tells you these are your these are your ailments, these are your problems um, and what you need to go work on or something like that. Um, I think from a social perspective, the, the monitoring, whether it's good or bad from a big brother standpoint, there's more of that. Um, I, I think there's going to be things learning if you already see it to a certain degree when you you t- look at uh, Facebook and all of a sudden there's an ad for something that you think you only thought of. Yeah, you think you only thought it in your head and that you never... I saw a meme or a post the other day. Somebody said, um, I ate a Dorito and it popped up as a Facebook ad, <laughs> you know, for me. And that's probably halfway true. You know, maybe you talked about but it. But you, you, you know? may have talked about it. You may have searched for something else. Or you just may be in that target group that eats Doritos. Uh, but the minute, yeah, we think about it now and we think someone's watching our thoughts. Now, if you've searched for it on your iPhone, people are still shocked that it will come up on your computer at home. It's like they're linked, people. There's, right. Yeah, you know. absolutely. Definitely from th- those perspectives, we'll notice it. Beyond that, I guess we just watch and see what, what Is it going to replace do. you? I think so, to a certain degree, yeah. The, the, certainly the part of me that sits down and writes lines of code, I believe it will happen, yes. So let's go back to today. Um, what do you do on a daily basis? I know your company offers web designs, data services, and integration. Mm-hmm. And to most people, we, we don't understand what web design is, but data services and integration just sound like random words. Right. So tell us what you do. Yeah, we um, largely, we build custom software across the board. Right now, a big part of that uh, is, is mobile apps, you know, for your phone, web applications that run on the computer. Some businesses operate off of just simply having a website that is more than that's a program. Okay, so it runs like that and, and they get by. Some people need a mobile app. Sometimes we simply pull a web application into a mobile app, design it, make it look mobile and pull it in. So. 
We do that, we, we support the databases, we build the data models, we build everything that, that a business needs to basically run and sell their product, which may be So you deal with businesses physical. that have grown out of having a little WordPress site. Exactly. And they need something more that does all these things that, you know, need to look fantastic and work simply. You right. do that. Yes, exactly. And the integration part, do you watch for every new phone that comes out whenever everybody changes their thing? Do you have to change everything you do? Are you always that Yeah, we, we absolutely have to be forward-looking all the time. And uh, primarily that gets us in, like, in the Android realm because there's so many different Androids. iOS and Apple is a little bit easier to deal with. But no, we have to have tools. Thankfully, there are tools that get us to be able to support things as they come out. But no, we, uh, we're, we're right now, we're actually looking at our, our overall model and we're shifting kind of dramatically because um, we, need to, we need to stay where our costs are low, the costs that we eat and the costs we pass on to our customers. We, don't, we, we need to use some of those freebie technologies that are out there. So it's a, it's a whole shift in our business. But once we do it, we can offer even lower cost products uh, and, and software. You're listening to Out to Lunch. I'm Aileen Bennett. I'm talking with Scott Huber from Accolades IT and Abby Perkins, the popcorn girl from Lafayette Farmer's Market. Abby, I know that your your daytime job, you work for Waiter, Mm -hmm. and we'll talk about that in a minute. But if someone built a food hall in Lafayette and said you could sell popcorn every day of the week or the farmer's market was going to be there every day, would you go to popcorn full time? Oh, man, that's a really hard question because the stability that Waiter offers and the resources to really help not just Lafayette's community, but all the communities that we're in. It just, it branches so far. And tell us what you do at Waiter. Oh man, that's a really hard question too. Um, So right now I am working on projects, new projects, new ideas for Waiter. Um, I am also purchasing manager for Waiter. Um, I will act as an executive assistant sometimes. I, office manager, project manager, um, working on new building projects, like we're um, building out the Lemoyne building right now downtown. Um, so this I'm is such an answer project. for a job of today. Everybody does so many things. Yeah. Are you and allowed to tell us about any of the new projects? Um, I can't go into much detail. Um, they're still very much in the planning process. Uh, I will soon, though. Um, but, I, you know, waiter, the, the thing innovation is the name of the game with technology is you're constantly having to change you're constantly having to look into the future and see what the next thing coming is and that's what that's kind of what we do at waiter and it's really great um i do i do miss the entrepreneur aspect of owning my own business and taking that and growing it to into something else um, but, you know, I'm a mother of three, and I'm a single mother of three. There's only and so much time. There's all, uh, Yeah, and I need that stability. And if you have kids, you know that they are so incredibly expensive. <laughs> so if a, a chain of stores, if Rouse's called you and said, we want your popcorn on every store on the shelves, would you say yes? Yes, I think I would. Yeah. I think I would. And I think Waiter would support me in that because... Um, you know, Chris Mo and I, we have an understanding. He is an entrepreneur, and his yes. his passion is supporting entrepreneurs. And when I started with Waiter and I was his assistant, um, we had a meeting where we were discussing, you know, how I was doing with Waiter and where I wanted to go with Waiter. 
And his response was that, um, you know, he doesn't want waiters to completely envelop my life. He wants to support me in my business. So the obvious question now is, can we order your popcorn via waiter? Yes. Eventually. That's, Eventually. That's, we all got very not, excited it's when not you said right this then. second. But you, um, you actually can. Um, are you familiar with Cajun Crate? Yes. Okay, you can order my popcorn off of Cajun Crate. And so that's something that we're working on right now. Um, Tara's fantastic with her subscription. But we services. need it on Waiter too because it's, popcorn's it's, one of those things you get cravings for. It is. And we need it, it yeah, is. within it's 20 the, minutes. It's the we're going to sit down. It's been a long day. We're going to watch a movie. Microwave popcorn is not going to cut it. No, yeah. not once you've had your popcorn. I know. That's, that's <laughs> it. Abby and Scott, this is part of the show that we call The Checklist. Okay. I have a list of 43 random questions, and I'm going to ask you to pick a number and do your best to answer the question. Okay. Abby, let's start with you. Pick a number between 1 and 43. 30. 30. Let's see. Ah, are you a different person at work than in the rest of your life? Absolutely not. And I think all of my coworkers would agree. Um, I am the anti-corporate model of <laughs> the way that a person should be at work. I am uh, outspoken and loud and giggly and goofy and kind of treat everybody the same. But... It's exhausting being more than one person in each facet. And I do a lot of different things. And I, if I have to be a different person at home with my kids than I have to be at work with waiter or at the farmer's market or who I am, you know, with my boyfriend, Leo, or with my friends, that's, that's an exhausting, like, Yeah, we'd be really right? scared if you were a different yeah. person. So I don't, it's somewhere maybe 10 years ago, you know, I kind of discovered that you know, I'm completely imperfect. Everyone around me is what? imperfect. And I'm That doesn't just, apply to you, Scott, don't worry. Scott's perfect, but you know, he's the AI in the room. <laughs> so <laughs> um, yeah, I just be yourself, do your own thing. And it hasn't led me too wrong because, you know, I started with Waiter two and a half years ago as a driver and now I work for, you know, Chris. So that's nice. That's a good thing. Scott, it's your turn. Pick a number between one and forty three. 39. What was the biggest hurdle you faced when you were starting up your business? Um, we started out the gate great. It was a dream come true. It's almost like I chose to leave corporate America and landed a big contract right after Ah, the those big contracts to start, mm -hmm. yes. So we lived high on the hog for about a year. Because it was always going to be like because that. Because it was always going to be like that. And then one day it was, where's the revenue stream? So the, the, the big... The, problem early on is you run you run you do all of the work but you didn't go and get any more work yes so you finish that project and now you've got three months four months that you worked you, <laughs> in your business rather than on your business and then you need to go get some money to support yourself for three or four months and then you land one and then you work two three months and then you and and eventually you work out ah, I should be marketing while right. I'm doing and it this. just it takes a while the the I'm convinced businesses, you just gotta, you gotta be in it for the long haul. You just gotta stick it out, you know, and you just gotta run the race. And and eventually we get to the point where now, you know, the, the I don't say our business, we're never really afforded a pipeline because it's an instant. It's always I want it now, uh, right on in in your face, right away type of world. But we, excuse me, are allowed a little bit more flexibility you now. know we'll, that new we'll get to that project as soon as we get this one done. What did you do in corporate America before? 
I used to build wide area networks uh, for AT&T, MCI and AT&T. So I, uh, I engineered uh, Home Depot's network, um, Lowe's network, once we did McDonald's. Uh, so I would kind of um, build the routers and switches and all the things that connected all their stores all over the world and bring them back to Hub. Atlanta for Home Depot. Um, nice. Yeah, On your website... You are described as a fearless leader who loves to take selfies with animals. Um, would you like to explain this? No. I don't take selfies, and I don't have any pets, and I don't really associate with animals. What? My people put that on there. <laughs> and so they, none of that's true. Oh, you're a fearless leader. Is that bit I true? I am a fearless leader. So the fearless leader bit's maybe. true, but the selfies with animals maybe. is... But the selfies with animals couldn't be further from reality. <laughs> That just made me really smile. Have the fact that we all have smartphones with us all the time, has it changed what you do and what you have to think yeah, about? Yeah, absolutely. We used to build, uh, we had a rude awakening a, a, a couple of years ago. We built a site. It was amazing. It looked great. It functioned great. And all of a sudden we went to like the closeout meeting and the customer pulled out a phone and says, yes. this kind of looks like crap. What are we going to do about this? And he was absolutely right. And, and and luckily that was a couple of years ago. And we totally when people were like suddenly model. talking about responsive and this, saying this yes, suddenly works on a cell phone as it well. It was almost overnight that it wasn't, and then it was. And and there was a period where you could build a mobile flavor yes. rather than one. But now it, it just now people go to the site more the on their cell phones. We're the only ones that sit in front of desktops all day. You know, people that do our kind of job. Everybody else is on a mobile device, and usually a phone, sometimes a tablet. So. Yeah, that, that because that it started off, it was a younger generation that used the mobile, and there was a distinct split, and now mm -hmm. that's gone. That's gone. Yeah. So absolutely, we uh, everything we do right now it has to be responsive and has to be tight from the beginning to run on all types of mobile because that's what's expected, and doesn't even need to run on a desktop. Quite honestly, half the time. So are you happier that mobiles is this trend of them getting bigger? Does that make your job easier from a design point of view? Um. In from a development perspective, yes, because I can get more critical data on a on a screen. Um, but from a layout, probably not so so much. But from a, a presentation layer, yeah, absolutely. Abby, let's talk about seasonal change. Do you sell popcorn in the winter, and do you still sell lemonade? And how does that work, or do you change what you do in the winter? Well. I pretty much stay with, with lemonade's good, even if it's cold outside. Um, and I tried to move at one point into um, warmer drinks, like doing ciders and different kinds of hot chocolates and stuff like that. Um, surprisingly, they didn't do that well. Uh, lemonade, there's something about lemon and popcorn, the sweet and salty popcorn that goes I don't think really I've ever had them together. Okay. I'm going to have to try it's that. It's really awesome. And then especially I do different sorts of lemonade. So I do, um, you know, satsuma season. I'll do a satsuma lemonade, and then there's a blood orange lemonade and watermelon season. I'll do a watermelon Please lemonade. Please tell me you're not doing pumpkin lemonade at the moment. That's I am anti-pumpkin. Yes, me no too. No pumpkin flavors. No. So, both of you, what does a typical day look like for you, Scott? Um, pretty much start the day emails, seeing if there's anything that's critical that needs to be you know, handled. From there, it's usually catch up on projects, see where we are, and then I probably don't really start, when I do get a chance to like truly engineer software, it's probably not till later in the day. It's mostly admin stuff now. Yeah. But um, 
and then you know occasionally write some code but you know take care of the customers first how many employees do you have eight yeah so is it different as you become more the boss you get to do less of the actual work Mm -hmm. and more managing more time spent managing which do you prefer it's a lot easier just sit there and write code 12 hours a day than to deal with people. Yeah, yeah. because traditionally people who like to write code don't necessarily like people. Right. That's the, I, I was going to mention that. I didn't have the luxury of growing up homeschooled on a farm. Yeah. I was gypped. I grew up in the city with people. And so you were just I had to deal with that. Right. Yes. Yeah. I would have been much better off homeschooled on the farm. <laughs> so you're happier with headphones on? I'm introverted, yes. Very. Which is why we put you on a radio show, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> Abby, what is a typical, I mean, obviously your waiter days are very different. So what does a Saturday morning look like for you oh. when the rest of us are stretching? and It's it's waking up at 5 o'clock in the morning, um, usually pulling my kids out of bed because they're market kids, so they join me, um, getting them dressed, coaxing them out the door, um, usually waking, cleaning, setting up for, um, there's not a whole lot of prep that has to be done for everything that yeah, I do. Yeah, because you cook I, it right there. It's yeah. not like you have to prepare. So loading the car with all of my equipment, cleaning all of the equipment on Saturday morning before I go, getting all of my syrups ready, doing stuff like that um, is, is all done on Saturday morning before we go to the market. And then uh, usually <laughs> showing up to the market which I'm, uh, Mark, who runs the farmer's market, you know, I'm, I'm like, I'm always late, but you have to give me kudos for being consistent. <laughs> like, there has to be kudos for consistently late. Because I always stroll in around 7.30, and I'm in a panic to get everything set up before the 8 o'clock bell. And where do you where, where do you get popcorn and lemons from? Do you have a particular sauce? Do you have a secret sauce of the best popcorn in the world? No. I, unfortunately, the only place that I can get it that's cost-effective is Sam's Club. <laughs> I know. I, really and truly, though, um, I've looked at sourcing from other places, and for the amount of corn that I have to buy in a 50-pound sack, um, it's the shipping is outrageous. And it's what you do with it that's magical. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. So what are the plans? Say, you know, is there world domination in your plans? We put them in all the stores, and then is there going to be a popcorn store in every city in America? You What's know, the I don't plan? think I, I. My vision for kettle corn, if I were to actually focus on just kettle corn and grow that baby to its full potential, it would be wholesale. I would never open up a brick and mortar that only sells popcorn because, in my brain, that's. Oh, you could take the waiter model and just have popcorn delivery. Yeah, virtual kitchens and ordering offline and, um, you know, delivering to different markets like Rouse's or... And are there people that order popcorn for their weddings or their packages they can get for Christmas? That's something that we do. That's one of my favorite things that we do, actually, is, um, like, we do a fundraiser for for Lourdes, and they do a... um, Every year for all of their employees, they do a um, Halloween throwdown, and I go out and pop for all of their 900 people all their employees that work there and that that kind of stuff is is really fun it's it's little bursts for me where we just hustle to make as much popcorn as possible and feed as many people and see as many smiling faces and get you know a lot more fans and you know I'll tell them about the farmers market and they'll come out to the farmers market which helps you know promote the other vendors who are there and it does makes them do better so yeah I like doing little things like that. (laughs) And Scott, we talked about the future at the beginning of the show. Does it worry you that you're in an industry that might eat itself, or are you 
can you pivot enough to avoid that and have your skills still be relevant? Yeah, I think we can. Uh, it's part of, I think it's a critical part of my job and to keep focus on it is that I need to do that for, for, for my people, for my business. You know, we need to stay ahead. We need to stay looking forward so that we're not outdated, so that we're not the, a dinosaur. And is that you a know? bit of the business that you love? Mm -hmm. That's actually what I like about it. I like business as a whole and I like steering the ship. I get, I get a great deal of satisfaction from saying, oh, okay, we did that, we implemented it, we shifted that way and it worked. And we're in an era for business where pivoting is an essential business skill. It used to be it was like one direction, but now pivoting isn't seen as something negative. It's like, hey, no, we're pivoting, we're doing this. It's seen as modern and responsive. Right. We, in, in the software world as a whole, a lot of it is ready, shoot, aim. You know, you, you launch yourself and then you aim yourself after right. that and you realign. Oh, that's what our users want. That's what our customer base wants. Okay, well, let's go get Because it. now we get that immediate real-time feedback. Mm -hmm. You can tell where people are clicking and what they want. Mm -hmm. And it's just like talking to your customers at the farmer's market, yeah. only digitally. Yeah. And it makes, it, I think it's a pretty exciting time. So. One of the pathways to the future is the refinement of the link between the real world and the virtual world. Back in the old days, when sitting in front of a screen meant going to the movies, one of the comforting real world connections that we held onto while our minds were led into the scary or wondrous world beyond was popcorn. Today, Abby, popcorn is a different kind of comfort food, and Scott, our adventures into the screen beyond the real world are scarier and more wondrous than we could have ever imagined. It's been great to meet you both. Thank you for taking the time to join me today on Out to Lunch. Thank you. My guests on Out to Lunch have been Abby Perkins, owner of Cajun Cane Kettle Corn, perhaps better known as the Popcorn Girl from Lafayette Farmer's Market, and Scott Huber, self-described head honcho at Accolades IT. You can find out more about Abby's popcorn and lemonade and Scott's online creations by following the links on our websites, krvs.org and itsacadiana.com. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Morrell. Our researchers are Anne Christian and Ali Coates. If you want to know what we all look like, you can find photos from this show on our website and Facebook page. These photos were taken by Lucius A. Fontenot. You can find out more about Lucius Fontenot photos at lafphoto.com. You can get this show and past shows as a podcast wherever you get your podcasts and at our websites, krvs.org and itsacadiana.com. You can keep up with us on all kinds of social media by going to our websites, itsacadiana.com and krvs.org. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsacadiana.com and krvs 88.7 FM. I'm Aileen Bennett. Thanks for joining me today. I look forward to meeting you again next week around the lunch table for more business Acadiana style on Out to Lunch. Out to Lunch Acadiana is recorded live over lunch at Cafe Vermillionville in Lafayette. Cafe Vermillionville is open Monday to Friday for lunch and six nights a week for dinner with a courtyard that sets the scene for fine Louisiana cuisine. The Out to Lunch Acadiana theme music, Encore Monsieur, Nice Guy, is written by Mitchell Foreman and performed by Mitchell Foreman and Andre Michaud. Out to Lunch Acadiana business consultants are Pete Prados from Innovate Acadiana and Dustin Ortego from The Opportunity Machine. Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. And by... 
Short & Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas. Support for Out to Lunch Acadiana comes from the Wyndham Garden Lafayette, located off Pinhook near Calais Saloon. Wyndham Garden Lafayette is a pet and family-friendly hotel with reception space for large and intimate events, free parking, free Wi-Fi, and a free shuttle within three miles that includes the airport and downtown restaurants.